This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3659, for Thursday, the 11th of August, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Developing an HPR Static Site Generator. It is hosted by Rosen and is about 11 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, Rosen describes his approach to developing a static site generator for HPR. Hello, this is Rowan, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. In this episode, I will describe my ongoing attempt to develop a static site generator for the HPR website. This was inspired by a post from Ken Fallon onto the mailing list called a source code for the HPR website. Um, it does appear that you know there have been other uh, talks through the years about um, developing the site uh, statically. I think the first one I found also from Ken Fallon was a message with the subject static site generators, not a flat file CMS. This was back in 2019. While I have read about various static site generators over the years, the only one I've had any experience with was Template Toolkit, uh, sometimes referred to as TT2. When uh, helping Ken Fallon and Dave Morris develop the Free Culture Podcast webpage, it is a tool Dave uses for various projects. Since they are the janitors for HPR, I figured a website generator based on TT2 would be something relatively painless enough for them to use and update when needed. Uh, the template toolkit is written in Perl, which, after I guess these many years and slightly rose-colored glasses, does bring back fond memories. Uh, back in my early days of webmastering and sitting with Unix unleashed in my lap, learning about Perl to write uh, CGI scripts to process like contact forms and the various interactive things we did back then uh, with Perl on your websites. Uh, so it's been a while, but I do like Perl. You can, you know, whip up some fairly, you know, complex programs in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, you know, in the past, I've even like done a prototype um, IVR interactive voice re- response system, something for a phone system, basically using asterisks, where you could like call in and then dial in in a, a number and like an account number, and it would give you information on that account. And I used Perl to sort of do the lookup and then um, interact with the um, text-to-speech synthesizer and things. So that was pretty cool and you know relatively easy and then Perl you know has the comprehensive Perl archive network CPAN uh, which is you know makes finding Perl modules very easy uh, and relatively easy to install I do have to admit uh, there are a number of uh, dependencies in the code and some of them were easier to get to work I tried to do everything from like a normal user account and some of the packages just you needed to be root to get it to install right and then one package i even had to actually use the the distributions perl module and because i just couldn't get it to compile and with perl packages a lot of times they use like c in the background for speed so you do need almost like the full uh developers tool suite you know 
GCC and Make and all that running on your machine uh, to be able to install a number of modules in Perl. So it, there is a little bit of complexity that I had, I guess, forgotten about. Uh, it's not quite as easy as some of the other ones are these days, um, but you can get there. And like I said, Perl CPAN has modules for everything. So definitely worth uh, looking into and taking the time uh, to get to get working. So that does take me to where is the code? So the code is currently hosted at repo.anhonesthost.net forward slash rho underscore n forward slash hpr underscore generator. You do need an account on repo.anhonesthost.net uh, to be able to get to the code. Uh, there's also Ken Fallon's fork on there, and now I think there's a couple other repositories about with other related projects uh, that are, that you can find on the uh, in the repo on that repo. It is a Git instance, which is very nice. I'm enjoying Git. I use it at work, uh, so it's been been nice using it elsewhere. I do encourage anybody interested uh, to help out. I didn't realize you don't think, oh, it's not that big a website. There's a lot of pages. Um, not all of them are, you know, that complicated. Some of them are very static. So to begin with, um, so it's pretty easy to set up a, um, the page and just cut and paste uh, from the source of your browser into the template page, and then you're done and off to the next page. But there are a number of those. And then I have been uh, spending quite a lot of time figuring out um, how to get the more dynamic stuff running. I guess you could just write the templates, and the uh, template toolkit does come with a couple like tools that let you generate the pages running their commands. Um, so you probably could have just done a bunch of different templates to a degree, um, and then you know either write a bash script or just run the various commands to get the various pages to generate it but my idea was to have a program these called you know uniquely enough site dash generator and you basically then give it a list of pages um, that you want to generate and it will go through and do that or there's a special all page which will generate all the pages on the site um, of course, as I went along, that nice little paradigm ran into some snags because, of course, well, then what if you only want to generate one of the episode pages, but the episode pages uses the same template? So then I had to add a way to say, like, I want the episode Pay, you know, of episode 3367. So uh, add a little complexity, but I think I've come up with a fairly nice way to do that from the command line with some decent defaults. Um, so I do hope uh, people give it a whirl and uh, give me some feedback on that too. If feedback or help with coding, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, some nights I'm here just going, oh, will this never end? But slowly but shortly. I, um, I've also set up a test website um, that's available publicly called hpr.horning.us. Um, and it will now, each night, go through and uh, do a pool from my repository 
and then regenerate the pages based on what you know what the latest changes to the code are so I can then go through and test it um, on a machine that's not got all the you know maybe some of the changes that I've made but haven't committed and stuff so it's a good way to see exactly how far I am as far as uh, usable code for other people um, it does come to now the database so I, my other goal for this was to be able to use the current database schema. Um, I know we've been talking about moving to from MySQL to SQL Lite so that people could just get this database file and run it relatively easily compared to having to set up like MySQL or Postgres or any other more traditional uh, database system. And to that, Ken did go through, and he now is um, publishing each night a dump from the MySQL database. Um, originally, I had sort of gone through the schema and made up my own little test database and filled it with some test data just so I could you know, get the pages to generate using SQLite. Um, and then eventually I figured, well, I'll just set up a MySQL and then change the SQL queries as needed. Um, but now I found this nice script um, called MySQL to SQLite uh, that does a great job, um, at least with our database, of just taking that SQL dump file and turning it into an SQLite database. And I've been writing my code against that, and it's working perfectly. So one can, we may not actually need to change the site generator code. We can just, you know, run a script each night to take your dump and convert it to an SQLite and then generate the site from that. Since um, for until we get everything rewritten, we will be still using the, uh, the current database as it stands. So that will, I think, make things easier. Um, I had been thinking of ways to make it so that you could have multiple databases um, be able to generate from the, the code with just minor changes to your queries or calling which query you needed depending on which database you were calling. Uh, so that's still possible, but I don't really think we'll need to do that at this point. So I think that covers most of the bases. Uh, I do encourage people to check out the site um, and join the repo so you can at least, um, I have like some issues set up like how implementing the various pages. If you see a page that I haven't listed and you want to add a new issue to implement a page, if you see something on one of the pages, you know, an issue I haven't gotten to fix yet, go ahead, please, you know, post a, an issue slash bug on there. Um, Ken Fallon does have a, um, a branch, a clone of uh, the repository. And he has a wiki set up with some of his thoughts, and I have a response on there. You can uh, feel free to look on there and add your thoughts about uh, the site in general and gen or how best to go uh, to proceed. Um, I'd like to like get more people interested in helping out, um, but I will keep plugging away slowly, and hopefully <laughs> not before another three years goes by that we'll actually have a statically generated uh, website. I think I'll end it there and say thank you for listening and thank you for participating in Hacker Public Radio. 
been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.